0: Hello and welcome to the Shaman's Brew. In tonight's show, I'm going to be talking with my good friend and co-host of my other radio show, Beacon of Light, Jennifer Falah. And we're going to be discussing the assemblage point of awareness. In the future, I will be doing live shows on the Shaman's Brew as well as soon as I figure out the logistics. And I will have... Uh, guest co-host and conduct various interviews. So, turn down the lights, turn up the volume, and sit back as Jennifer and I discuss the Assemblage Point of Awareness.
1: Imagine a heavenly world created by positive thought, a place where wishes instantly come true and answers are easily found. Marie Williams found a doorway in a dream to a place called the Wishflower Field. There she learned about a light within herself that is stronger than any fear. There she found her strength. The Wishflower Field, Marie's triumph, is the first in a series of children's novels written by Jennifer Falah. Her series encourages children to face their fears, find their strengths, and believe in infinite possibilities. Jennifer's books bridge the gap between self-help, spiritual, and fiction genres by planting seeds of hope in young minds. Help your child find their strengths through fanciful fiction. Give them The Wishflower Field. Purchase your copy today at thewishflowerfield.com. Also available at Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, or at your local retailer.
0: Welcome to Beacon of Light, a show that examines and explores the unexplained and the curious. Join Marcus Leder and Jennifer Falah on a journey of discovery as they shed some light on a variety of spiritual, paranormal, and psychological topics. Hello and welcome to Beacon of Light. In tonight's show, Jennifer and I will be discussing a mysterious and little-known topic relating to our human energy system and our ability to perceive the universe around us. But before we get started on that, uh, Jen, um, I'm hoping you're there. Would you like to tell our listeners about our new three-part series coming up uh, starting next Sunday?
1: Yes, say what. Thank you, Marcus.
0: Go right ahead. Okay.
1: Well, have you ever wished that there were visiting hours in heaven, or you could simply just go and speak to an angel face to face? Well, there is, and you can, and it's through a process called interdimensional meditation. Research in human consciousness has shown this to be possible. And Marcus and I know how to do it. You're going to want to tune in next week for Beacon of Light on the Angel Whisper Psychic Network, 7 p.m. Pacific time. We will be discussing in a 3 be the first uh, in a three-part series of informational and instructional shows where we'll be talking about this kind of meditation. Up to this point, maybe you've meditated before and it was basically for relaxation, or, but there really is a way that you can go in and to a safe, comfortable place and environment and speak to those you wish to get guidance from. So what we're going to do, we're going to throw a little twist on it, and Marcus and I are going to do this. Each, show, each week we will have a specific topic, but from now on what we're also going to do is have a little segment called Ask an Angel. And so every week I encourage you to go to our Facebook page called Beacon of Light. Like the page. Leave us a message. You can do this now. Uh, for uh, the next week's show, we will choose two people and we will take those. We want a specific question, though. We need a specific question. And we will go into meditation during the week. And what we're going to do, um, it's, it's kind of, uh, it's going to be fun for us because we haven't done this for other people before. So what we're going to do is we are going, not going to compare our results until we are on the air. So on, at the beginning of each show... You're going to want to listen in every week because we're going to be announcing the two winners that we chose from our Facebook page, Beacon of Light, from the private messages and reveal our individual results. and we would like those listeners to call in and to give their feedback. But for tonight, we're going to be speaking about the Assemblage point of Awareness and I bet you didn't know that you had one because I didn't know that I had one until I met Marcus and Marcus I'm gonna let you take that away because this is okay. really
0: <laughs> yeah and you're probably going to learn a couple other things tonight uh, too Jen that uh, we haven't talked about about the assemblage point
1: probably. But, I'm not uh, you know I know a little bit but not a lot
0: yeah yeah I've I've, I've told you more a lot about the assemblage point of awareness but Uh, There is another assemblage point also. And it's a scientific fact that all energy systems are assembled from an epicenter. This is found in uh, systems that oscillate or move from great spiral galaxies down to little single atoms. Uh, Because these energy fields oscillate or move, they have a center of rotation that creates a vortex through which energy flows. It's it's like you see in the bathtub when you let the water out. That vortex around uh, all energy fields that are moving have that type of thing. Uh, the vortex in an energy field contains a higher concentration of energy than the actual energy field around it that's rotating. And that makes the vortex brighter and easier for a trained observer to perceive now the the human body has a physical epicenter or assemblage point as we will call it from now on and it is our very life force that rotates around this assemblage point at birth it is located um, within the body near the navel but shortly after birth it begins to migrate to its uh, proper position for a normal, healthy human being, and that's near the thymus gland in the center of the chest. Uh, here, it will remain in, uh, in that position unless emotional or physical distress or illness, uh, there's different things that can cause it, uh, enters the body. And at that time, if this happens, it will move to a position of imbalance. And that can lead to a more serious uh, illness or sickness. Most of our illnesses are a result of the movement of our physical body assemblage point. Uh, one last thing about uh, this physical body assemblage point is that's interesting is that at the time of death, it returns to the area of the navel. And, uh, oh, wow. Be, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's really... Kind of freaky actually, but uh, if you know someone that's um, you know has a long-term illness, like cancer, somebody that, that is slowly dying, and you learn to see the physical body assemblage point, then uh, you can you know, by watching its path if it starts descending down toward uh, the level of the, the navel, that means death is, is near. It's, it's like the body is conditioning and getting ready you know to go into another phase of uh, life really. Oh, wow.
1: And didn't you tell me that the uh, doctors have actually located yeah. the physical? They've, they found evidence of this?
0: Yeah, they, not only have they found it, but they, um, there are doctors out there right now, and we're talking about the physical body assemblage point, which is not really the topic of this show. But uh, the uh, physical body assemblage point, deals with the electrical energy and the electromagnetic energy of the human body. That's primarily what uh, what generates that uh, assemblage point. And doctors have uh, been able to find it and they can measure it with uh, equipment because it is electric and magnetic energy. So it's something that can be measured and they can determine exactly where it is and what direction the energy is flowing now this is a relatively new field. You know, so there's there are a lot of doctors now that are experimenting with it and and they can do diagnosis and, and different things by determining the positioning of the assemblage point. And they are also finding ways to treat people for things that we've never been, been able to treat before by shooting energy into the assemblage point. Sometimes light, sometimes uh uh, electromagnetic uh, or even electrical you know, pulses into the assemblage point, and it causes it to move and stabilize into a position that is has a greater vitality. Wow, and, yeah, that's uh, what it, I was
1: just going to ask. I was going to ask. Yeah. So I was going to say, well, uh, yeah. then couldn't they then shoot energy or whatever the body's lacking into that to
0: that's right. heal
1: mm-hmm. illnesses or correct problems? So yeah, just and, to get, make things clear... There are two uh-huh. assemblage there are two. points. There
0: are two okay, so that we you need have to be the concerned physical? about. Yeah. And what would you
1: and call that, the other?
0: And the other one is something that not a whole lot of people know about. And it's the thing that makes a psychic psychic. If, you're, if you have ESP abilities, if you're you know medium, you have this uh, because it's called the assemblage point of awareness. That's how it's distinguished from the assemblage point of the physical body. The assemblage point of uh, awareness is what uh, assembles the outside uh, emanations from the universe. And it's it allows you to see what you see. And um, it's, it's known, it's really just called the assemblage point. I distinguish them by calling it the assemblage point of awareness. And it exists in all conscious entities. Uh, you know, And that means anything that has a consciousness, which plants, trees, a lot of things have consciousness, uh, different from humans, but they still have a consciousness. And they all have this uh, assemblage point of awareness. Uh, in humans, it's found within the energy field that surrounds the physical body. It's about two to six inches above the skin and in the shoulder blades area. I usually see it when I observe it on the left hand side, but sometimes it, it can be in the middle or even on the right in some cases. It depends on the individual. It's uh, responsible for aligning our awareness of the emanations of the universe. That means everything out there that we see. Uh, you know, that it gets a little hard to wrap your mind around, but simply stated, we see the world around us the way we see it, because of how our assemblage points position themselves and take in these vibrating emanations. That's the light uh, in anything that you sense on the outside of you. Uh, for example, if, if you look at an apple, we see a familiar shape and color of what our assemblage points have been trained to see by virtue of what our parents described the world you know, to us in our early uh, years of life. If your assemblage point of awareness is shifted just a minute degree in the right direction, then you would see the apple as a field of energy superimposed over the physical structure of the apple. Uh, If, on the other hand, the assemblage point uh, shift uh, was greater than that, you might find yourself observing an entirely different and unfamiliar world. I might mention here briefly that true clairvoyants have this inherent ability to shift their assemblage point enough to see into other dimensions and beyond the physical illusion of time itself, even.
1: Um, Without the narrative.
0: Yeah, sometimes people aren't even aware that this happens. When, uh, when you hear of somebody having uh, clairvoyant sight, like uh, Madame Blavatsky, uh, Charles Leadbetter, you know, there's, there's different ones. Uh, Eileen Garrett, you know, some of the, the famous psychics that can see, you know, entities and creatures, uh, they can see the astral world, for example. It's because they have learned how to shift their assemblage point of awareness. And by shifting it just a small amount, they're able to tune in to another frequency, like changing the frequency on a radio they can see an entirely different world, sometimes superimposed over our own world, and sometimes our world disappears and they're looking like onto the astral plane and seeing the entities there. Uh, That's called etheric sight or astral sight, uh, depending on, you know, if if you move up even higher into the angelic realm, then it would be... uh, the, the term that's been used for about the last hundred years is divachonic sight, but it's really you know considered the mental plane is what they consider the heaven worlds. So it's the thing that allows you to perceive, and this, this is one reason why you know somebody would want to learn how to manipulate their assemblage point uh, because the things you're, that you perceive psychically, determine on the position of your assemblage point and the movement of it most uh, people the assemblage point is solid it doesn't move Uh, it basically holds our perception in uh, familiar and recognizable states as we live our lives in this world the um, perception of the world is also reinforced by our our own belief systems and the constant chatter that we have going on inside our heads, you know, we're constantly talking to ourselves. It's never quiet. Uh, One of the primary goals of a Toltec Shaman is to find silence within, and you quiet that internal dialogue, at which time the assemblage point becomes less rigid. In other words, it can start to move, and when it moves is when you increase your psychic ability. Um, It can be, you know, manipulated and and actually moved far enough to different meditation processes where you can actually, a shaman can actually leave this world as far as perception goes, you know, and go into another. And it is possible for the assemblage point of awareness to to move on its own, and it often does when we're sick or running a fever, that's why we kind of have hallucinations and things. Uh, Drugs or alcohol can cause a mild shift too. And that will give you visions uh, or nightmares, you know, depending on what mood you're in, I guess.
1: Now, like, look- go ahead. All right. All right. <laughs> I just, I want to know what it looks like. I, I mean, What does it look like? Like say you could see it on somebody yeah. else. Because my whole thought was this is, yeah, mm-hmm. the assemblage point, you know, um, of awareness, um, like, if I, like if I learned to see it, could that, you know, what would it look like? And what would that tell me about people? You know, I mean, how, are they stationary? Do they move all the time? I mean, what does it look like? I mean, if, if you were going to describe okay, the,
0: it. The assemblage point uh, generally is about the size of a, anywhere from a half dollar, 50 cent piece, although there's not many of those around anymore, but a half dollar to uh, a silver dollar. And that is the, you know, the size varies with the individual. It's if you see it, uh, it's easier to see than like like the aura, for example. You know, that egg shaped shell that you hear people talk about. It's made of that same energy, but it's a concentrated form. All the energy, everything in your your energy system flows through that, and in, and uh, in, uh, fibrous. You know, your aura is actually fibrous. But it flows through it, making the assemblage point a little brighter and it it'll look like a uh, uh, a round uh, flat sphere and it's it's just brighter light than the surrounding area sometimes you can't even see the aura you know when you can see the assemblage point because it is brighter, and it will hover. In a very stable and fixed position, right, generally over the the uh, left shoulder blade, sometimes a little bit toward the center of the back, and it'll just sit there. And it looks like a like a dim flashlight that someone's turned on. It won't be doing anything; it'll just be sitting there. That's that's the, you know the way that uh, the human condition is uh, in, in human beings. It's a stationary thing and that's why we all see the world the same way. We see an now, apple well Now with red somebody who
1: has psychic abilities, um, does it move? And if it does, could you then measure the uh amount of a psychic ability someone has by the, the amount that it moves or how does that how does that look? How does that work?
0: Yeah yeah, that's um the assemblage point, like I say, is stationary. And in some people it will it'll uh, shimmer a little bit. It's not uh, it's it's not totally stationary, and it'll look blurry for a second. And you'll see that it's it's slightly moving, like a, like a tremor is running through it, and it'll it'll bounce back and forth or up and down, one of the two. And it only moves a small amount. You know, you got this silver dollar size object is moving maybe an eighth to a quarter of an inch maximum, and as it moves as it vacillates like that it changes your perception mm-hmm. and people people that have that uh, have an assemblage point that that shakes and moves you if you look at that and see it then you know that person is uh, is more sensitive to the to other uh, vibrational realms in other words they're more psychic I can look at a person uh, and tune into their assemblage point and tell you to what degree uh, their abilities are, and it, it's not the same all the time, though it it will vary, you know, with the people. Even even someone who has uh, strong psychic abilities sometimes is not going to move as much, and there's, there's you know a lot of factors that determine that. But the the assemblage point uh, movement determines, you know, it gives ab- gives people the ability to tune in to other realities and like I was saying before, even to the illusions of time. And it allows you, you know, to perceive things. The
1: uh, Marcus. Um, yes. so <laughs> I'm <Yes>. sorry. <laughs> um so basically let's recap because this is a lot to absorb here. Yeah. Um, it is. So basically, we have an assemblage point. It is like the nucleus of the outside energy field around your body, so it would be the aura. So every human has one, every living being with the consciousness. Um, what we have learned so far is that in most individuals, um, I think you told me before, after the age of seven, it is fixed. Yeah. It is not something that moves. But in That's some right. individuals who have... Um, psychic abilities, extrasensory perception, theirs will shimmy or rotate or move in some way. Um, And if you can learn to see this in other people, you know, here's my thought on it. You could actually go, like if you are going to go to a psychic in person, Or if your friend says, Oh, I'm psychic and this is what's going to happen to you, and, and you're all upset and you're thinking, Well, you know, just, you know, if you've learned to see it, just have the person turn around. You know, let's see, <laughs> let's see if that thing's moving and then maybe yeah, we don't have to be so upset. You know? So, how, I mean, how, I did have a question from someone on chat. They would like to know, and I'm a little confused by the question. And they said, Can you do it through your third eye? And I'm wondering if can you manipulate the uh, assemblage point through your third eye?
0: Well, you can't really you can't really manipulate the assemblage point, but the assemblage point can manipulate your third eye. It's it will open up uh, the uh, the ability for that third eye to become activated because the third eye. Is, is really a uh, chakra where energy and information comes in. And as the assemblage point starts to, starts to move, the more it moves, uh, the more uh, open these, uh, these chakras become. And that's the that's yeah. reason why you're more sensitive to outside, uh, outside energies is because it's been activated.
1: Okay, so let's, let's clarify what we know. This is not a chakra? No. No. Nope. No. No. This, okay. this is Okay, and it a cannot be manipulated through the third eye? Did I no, get that right? No, it can't be
0: manipulated, yeah, but it can manipulate the third eye. So oh, okay. it's, it's actually okay. the other way around.
1: So basically, but, uh, it's kind of like the control panel of all the rest of the energy field and the chakras in the third eye?
0: Yeah, it's it aligns. All your your entire energy field and your chakras are are uh, ports, their their openings in your energy field where energy can can flow in. But your assemblage point is the point that everything rotates through and around, and so it it can manipulate you know how big your chakras open, uh, how much energy flows where, that type of thing.
1: Okay, and now that we know that. Um, I would like to discuss this further when we return from commercial. Okay. But what I would like to know is now that we know that we have this and we know what it is, how do we learn to see it? How do we learn to identify abilities in others? And how do we learn to use this information? Okay. And we'll talk talk about about that that right after this commercial.
2: Looking for daily inspiration, the right words to keep you on track and help you look at life from a positive perspective? Not only look at life from a positive perspective, but to live it. Divine Heart Meditation and Words of Inspiration CD allows you to take time to reflect, to go within, and look at areas of your life from a place of love and gratitude. This powerful CD contains beautiful, soothing music with thought-provoking subjects and healing words that can be used as a wonderful healing tool to begin your personal journey in life. Divine Heart CD covers various subjects from angels, love, gratitude, faith, meditation, and much more. Check out Divine Heart Meditation and Words of Inspiration by Sandra Ortiz Sims on Amazon.com today. Are you ready to share spiritual sacred secrets? Join angel psychic Medium. Certified astrologer and feng shui expert Kimla Dodds every Thursday evening at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Angel Whisper Psychic Network. Kimla will be discussing and disclosing amazing secrets from her book, How to Change Your Space to Change Your Life, as well as updating you with the month's favorite astrology sky days on the star scene, providing only you with special inspirational guests to heavenly highlight your spiritual journey. Kim LaDodd is waiting to answer your questions, connect you with past loved ones, or guide you gently while sharing the messages and insights of the Sacred Secrets.
1: Hello, you're listening to Beacon of Light with Jennifer Fala and Marcus Lita. Tonight we are discussing the assemblage point of awareness. Earlier in the show we discussed what it is and found out that everybody has one. It is the nucleus of the outside energy field surrounding your body. It can tell you if someone is psychic, the extent of their abilities, and if shifted and moved out of its stationary position, can alter your awareness. It is like the control panel to your chakras and your third eye can influence all of those. We found out that we also have a physical assemblage point, and that can move in different stages of your life. And the doc- doctors have now discovered that that is uh, proven and that they are working with new experience, uh, experiments to try and figure out how to treat illnesses and diagnose the extent of illness. Uh, Before commercial, we talked about how we'd like to come back and talk about now that we know what we know, how can we use it? How can we learn, first of all, to see this assemblage point in other people? Probably a little difficult to see it in yourself unless you turn around and look in the mirror because it's located on the left side of your back, kind of around where the heart is in most individuals. But I would personally... Uh, like to know how we see this. Um, first, we did have a uh, question from the chat room, which is kind of entertaining. I'd like to ask Marcus this question before we continue. They want to know if Marcus has had a near-death experience.
0: <laughs> entertaining, huh? Uh, <laughs> no, no not in the sense that uh, they're probably thinking. Uh, I've had many situations where there has been some type of intervention from spirit uh, sometimes miraculous uh, where I should have been killed but not where I was actually sick and died and then came back nothing like that Um, I've had things you know I've been 40 feet up on a scaffolding and on an ice-covered scaffolding and fallen, and uh, something moved that wasn't there before and a plank was underneath me and stopped my fall you know, I've had weird wow. things like that happen, but I've I've never actually, you know, had uh, anything where I was dead and, and went somewhere and came back again. If that's what they're asking, I I I can do what I do, and I know the things I know because I spent eight years in a one-on-one apprenticeship with Doctor Carlos Castaneda, uh, and you know studied Toltec shamanism, and, and that's where I learned to do a lot of this and a lot of the knowledge I have about this is from the Toltec core knowledge.
1: Okay, and so, how
0: did you learn to see this? How do we do that well that that again was part of the lessons that uh, that I was taught by Carlos and it's you know i I went through quite a bit because I was taught through a lineage that was five hundred years old, and they had you know pretty rigid ways of teaching. Uh, the average person doesn't have to do that the um, the best way to learn to see the assemblage point is in uh, a dim room, something that's not going to be real bright, so there's not a lot of contrasting color. And you look uh, at the the area, like you were describing, where the assemblage point would be, and it, once you start seeing it, you're not going to have any problem guessing, you know, am I seeing the right thing? It's, it's going to be distinct. But it could take a little while uh, to see because you're, you've you got to train your mind uh, with a new way to look. And th- this will probably sound strange, but uh, if you if you stare at that point, <laughs> you know, you're yeah, laughing. Like Don't nothing
1: laugh. else we got about yeah. sounds strange. <laughs> Go ahead.
0: No, nothing I do is strange. <laughs> weird no, I, sometimes, so how do we see it? Okay, if you look at the back, and you'll see, uh, just stare at it for a minute or two. And try not to focus on anything. And the best way to to not focus is to slightly cross your eyes. And you don't want anybody sitting there looking at you because they're going to start laughing and bust your concentration. But just slightly cross your eyes so your vision is blurred. That's the objective is to blur your vision. You want to take, you don't want to focus on any one thing. And when you do that, it starts a process in your mind uh, that the Toltec shaman called "not doing," and it's where you're looking at something and yet you're not looking at it because you're not focusing on it. And after after a little while of doing that, you'll start to see uh, an outline or maybe you know a solid disc that's actually uh, uh, brighter than than the the overall part of, of the back that you're looking at. And and you can do this right through the clothes. You don't have to have the person get naked or anything. Uh, you can just look <laughs> right... Yeah, you well, know, I mean, some you people know, use, use you know, that as a I want to line. look
1: at your assemblage plate now. Yeah. <laughs> no, if, <laughs> well, yeah, You know, I, I'll just have to get naked. And, yeah, you know, I, I know long. people
0: that would, that would use that as a, as a some kind of little pickup uh, line. But, no, Maybe it, it can hot, be right... Yeah. <laughs>
1: Christina, our producer, said that. <laughs> anyway, so what you do is look at the person and you, you kind of go off focus. So we're not going to look directly at the spot on the back where we think it is. Maybe just look off over the shoulder a little bit and just kind of blur your vision and not really focus on one thing and then just you, wait.
0: That's right. Yeah. If you uh, Eventually, you'll get to the point where you can look right at the spot. But if you sit and uh, look, a, look in a different direction, so the energy is actually going into your eye and hitting the sidewalls of your, your eye. Your retina extends, you know, it's, it's got all the the uh, cones and rods and everything concentrated in the back of the eye. But off to the side, it also picks up uh, energy. It extends outwards. That's outward, probably so.
1: why everybody's always seeing ghosts in their house. Yeah. And-
0: out of, the corner and of eye. Yeah.
1: out of the corner of your eye, I always wondered about that. Why is it always out of the corner of the eye you yeah. know
0: it's it's a part of our primitive you know uh, nature back when uh in, you know a survival type instinct where the uh, sides of the retina that extend around the inside of the eyeball they have as they have uh more of the uh, what is it the the rods I believe that uh, pick up just uh, black and white they don't pick up color and they also pick up uh, a certain degree of infrared and and that's a that's a um, survival thing you know when you're out in the jungle or out in the wilderness and you know something's going to run up and eat you you want to be able to see in the dark and you want to be able to to pick up on things in your peripheral vision and that's, that's where you're more sensitive to things like uh, spirits, uh, any type of paramagnetic or paranormal energy in the house. You're going to see it out of the corner of your eye first and, uh, be, because it's hitting the, the walls. And it's yeah. the same how thing long? with the assemblage point.
1: Sorry. how long? Did... <laughs> I have all these questions. Okay. I have to get them out before the show's over. Okay, how <laughs> long did it take you to learn how to see this?
0: uh it was in a series of lessons uh one of them was uh actually on Coeur d'Alene beach but uh that's a whole story in itself and it's, you know it take up 10 15 minutes if i told it to you but it's it's well, but different like start to
1: finish i mean months it take months it take years or did you just well, decide to focus well, in one day and saw it
0: uh a number of Number of days I would say probably took me about two months, you know, probably about 60 days, and this it was over a period of two years though because I didn't, you know, I wasn't with my teacher all the time. And the way that uh, that the Toltec uh, shamans of the lineage would teach, they would first show you the assemblage point, and they would do it by delivering what's called an a wall's blow, and it's it's where you take the chi. In your right hand, and you hit the assemblage point. It feels like you're being hit in the back.
1: Yeah, that's uh,
0: not okay. Well, it's yeah.
1: I know, the especially truth, when I don't you like don't, that.
0: especially when you don't know it's coming. I was doing that at Cudling oh, yeah. Beach one time, and and uh, we're sitting on the benches, and we're looking at all the people walking around and stuff, as in the summer. And Carlos did that to me, and you you can't tell the person ahead of time, or it won't work, and he hit me in the back like he hit me so hard he made me swallow my gum and uh you know it's it's not it's not a way i would recommend because it takes a great deal of skill only a master can can really do so that what did safely when he
1: hit you and made you
0: swallow your gum what did you do what, what did you see after that <laughs> well you know i told him you know the least you could do is warn me when you're going to do that and you know he made me swallow my gum and I hated it when he did that, um, because it would it would do things to me like it would be a snapping sound, and like breaking a twig, and it always you know would freak me out when he did that because I was afraid he broke something I really needed, and um, it was just it, there was there was not, he never touched me you know he didn't touch me at all it's just his chi energy is what touched me. So
1: did you see
0: the world in a different way when it moves. Oh you yeah, back? oh yeah, yeah. That's. Uh, You get a metallic taste in your mouth when it when it moves to that degree and all the people that i I was looking at there were dozens of people out there you know walking around and all of a sudden all the people were gone and instead there were these uh these like gelatin luminous type eggs walking around and they were like bouncing and you know it was almost uh, like an animated cartoon
1: yeah, and, that's when you
0: know, I freak out, like right here. Yeah, there, I, right I
1: started laughing. I'd freak out, and then I kick <laughs> his butt it? for hitting me in the back.
0: Right, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I sat there staring for like a half an hour, you know, just watching all these because their energies were coming out and interacting with each other, and and they're, you know, I'd look at two people sitting over on a beach on a, on the towel and. uh their energies would be intermingling and going back and forth and swirling around each other and stuff and that's that's when Carlos tur- turned my head away and, and you know told me Marcos it's not uh it's not polite to stare at people making out. Yeah. And, and I can tell an what they're doing.
1: Case. That's an extreme yeah. case, but most people um, assemblage points only rotate or move just a little bit and that's when sure. they are possibly having a vision or I'm wondering if it happens when people go into the dream state, but no, you know, you'd have to, you know, stare at somebody while they're sleeping and watch their assemblage point. And, and another funny point is, is that I can just see now all the listeners on the show, they're going to be walking around <laughs> staring at people's backs with their eyes crossed.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I yeah, know I, can I am. See
1: that. Uh-huh. So, um, so, basically, mm-hmm. I would like to know what kind of assemblage points have you encountered? all of your years of experience. I mean, have you encountered anything out of the normal? Um, Tell me about that.
0: Okay. Um, The two types that I've encountered uh, has been the the regular assemblage point and, and surprisingly they're about the same size in all people. That's just steady and it's not moving. And then I've uh, I've noticed, like you mentioned, something about children. You know, at the age of seven, children under the age of seven, if you look at them, their assemblage points are like jiggling. They're, there's uh-huh. movement. They can see things. They're psychic, and they can see they can see things that we can't. And a lot of the times, they tell us this, and we just tell tell them it's our imagination, but it's really not. And slowly, as they You know, are told this that it's not real, that it's just their imagination. They begin to believe it, and their assemblage points freeze up. And when they Uh, freeze up, they they become like everybody else. No, no, you need to encourage it. Uh, You know, they. It's hard sometimes to distinguish between imagination and a psychic vision, but you can uh, you can encourage it. You know, in in the kids, so that they don't they don't lose that ability, or if they do lose it, at least they might be able to get it back at some time. Oh and that's the best a, way to do society. that, because I, I'm sorry,
1: I'm interrupting to you again. That's, um, that's okay. <laughs> Understand that.
0: The, best, <laughs> just the best way to do that. I'm just so excited, you know, and I just have to say it. The best
1: way to do that is to just tell your kids, because I I have children who can see spirits. I mean, they can do all kinds of stuff, and they they freak me out all the time. You know, and and I don't tell them. I'm not going to tell them they didn't see what they said they saw, because you get to know your kids, and you know when they're doing something to get attention. And then you know when they walk in the room and their face is, you know, white as a ghost, and they look at you out of the blue for no reason when they're into a TV show, and they tell you, I just saw this. I just calm them down and say, well, that's normal. You know, that's normal. You know, why wouldn't it be normal? Let it be normal. Otherwise, if you freak out and say, you didn't see that, you know, yell at them. They're going to stop doing it, for one. That's right. They're going to think there's something wrong with them, for two, because they know what they saw. So don't do that. You know, just let them be who they are. Let them see what they see. And, you know, probably it'll develop into something that will help guide them through their life later on. You know, who doesn't need that extra guidance? So we have a chat question. Okay. And we'll get back to what, it, what the, the assembly point the is. different yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Can you photograph it? Well, you know how it's sometimes people can photograph auras, which I think is totally cool. Can you photograph the assemblage points?
0: To my knowledge, um, it's never been actually photographed because it, it's composed of an energy that's not of this world. The assemblage point and, and the spirit body, because it's the spirit body. It's not the physical uh, energy fields around the human body. It's the spirit body that the assemblage point belongs to. And the the aura cameras are picking up what's called the sympathetic resonance. And it's, it the camera is set to pick up any disturbances in the normal energy fields. It's really not taking a picture of the aura, just this shadow that the aura is casting. And and so, you know, it, you are seeing something, but it's it doesn't work with the assemblage point. So as far as I know, no one ever has.
1: Okay. So another chat question is, so what do we do with this point? What do we do with this assemblage point? Basically, from what I'm hearing from you, is that... Um, it can tell you about, you know, if you ever, ever wondered if you're actually really psychic, why do I have uh. good ideas? Why do I know who's on the phone? Or if your brother or your mother or your friend or, or your child who says they're seeing things in their room, you think maybe they could be crazy, why don't you just turn them around and learn to see that. And if, if you yep. open a whole bunch, <laughs> leave the kid alone and don't give a medication. Yep. So yep. Exactly. basically what you can do is learn, uh, if you want to learn to
0: manipulate it. Yeah. Now that's,
1: uh, how would, you, would you do that through meditation?
0: Through, through a special kind of practice technique and meditation. Um, before we go on to that, there, we didn't quite finish about the, uh, the types of assemblage points. You know, the assemblage point uh, that is in motion will go up and down or back and forth. And then recently, you know, up until just recently, I thought that was it. And then I had the opportunity when we went to, uh, to help out at the Sylvia Brown you know, um, event out there in Spokane. Uh, I had the opportunity to see yours, and of course, I don't know if you want me to tell anybody this.
1: Oh, sure, I tell them. Why not? Yeah, <laughs> tell, you tell your side, and then I'll tell mine.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, anyway, the. Um, the assemblage point was in motion, you know, yours, and and that's not uncommon. I've I've seen that in different people. A lot of my, a lot of my friends, you know, are psychic, and they have one in motion. But uh, yours rotated, you know, it didn't go up and down or sideways or back and forth like that. It twisted, and you know, like a like like a twisting a bottle cap. It twists and then snap back in place again. That was the. Uh, rotational movement instead of the, the vertical or horizontal movement. I've never seen that before. And then coincidentally, at that same time, I saw a second one. And Sylvia Brown had come out to uh, to sign books, and I was standing behind her, and I noticed her assemblage point had a similar, not exact, but a similar movement, a rotational jiggle, jiggle to it. And so far, that's the only two I've ever seen. And I don't know what that means, you know, to tell you the truth. Well, you
1: know, I have a lot on my mind.
0: It (laughs) must (laughs) be. Maybe that's where the term all wound up comes from. You know,
1: well, well, I'm hoping it means I don't have split personalities, but um, no signs of that yet. So let me get this straight. So when I'm when I'm standing there citing my books, and she's sitting yeah. there citing hers, you were standing yeah. behind us with your eyes crossed, staring at her back.
0: No wonder everybody was looking at me so strange. <laughs>
1: that's why they kicked you out. Anyway. <laughs> so.
0: Yeah, that's that's about it. Yeah.
1: So uh, you know, um, we still have another question, and somebody wanted to know: Is this a sandwich point part of our soul?
0: The, uh, that's a difficult question. It, it, it is part of the, the soul because the soul is a collection of, of all of our energy bodies, of all of our energies. Uh, our, our main soul exists in a place that is really incomprehensible to the human mind. So I can't really tell you, but it's, it's, it's up there in the, you know, beyond the heaven worlds and, it exists as a powerful energy unit, and it projects itself through all the dimensions, uh, which we'll be talking a little bit about in, starting in next week's show, but it projects down through the dimensions and into all the different, uh, you know, every dimension there is, uh, through the mental plane, which is the heaven worlds, uh, the astral plane, the etheric plane, all the way into the physical plane. It projects itself like um like a flashlight down through each one, and it gets denser, and uh, the frequency drops lower and lower. And when it gets to the point where we're talking about, where the assemblage point is, it, uh, it actually uh, is a, it's part of the soul, but each this word is where it gets complicated. Each different dimension has an assemblage point. We're talking about the one that's, that's re, uh, mainly referring to the astral plane, but each each plane upwards has an assemblage uh, point because each you have an, uh, you have an astral body, you have a mental body, you have a uh, you know as you go up the different planes, you know of the heaven worlds, you have a body for each one because it's all coming from the soul projecting down and changing density as it goes down.
1: All right. So, now I'm, I'm the answer totally yes. totally lost. Um, Good. <laughs> you might no, me. Um,
0: uh, no, it's, no, it's Sometimes I tend to ramble, you know. Yeah. No,
1: I just that was that was heavy. That was kind of heavy. So let's try to. It, I had it. It's
0: for, really for much Reach
1: way away. Um, so okay, so all right. So do you think we have another chat question? People have a lot of questions about this, and I actually we're going to touch a little bit on in our three-part series starting next week. We're going to incorporate more talk about the assemblage point and. Yeah and uh, well, wait, talk about...
0: The is a big part of it.
1: Yeah, because when you're, when you, when you're working with interdimensional meditation, when you're going, to, you're going to shoot off to a different dimension and speak to people, that's when the assembly point is going to move when you make that journey. So, basically, the question we had from chat was, does it travel through reincarnation? So, let's, let's, say, let's say we had 50 lives do we have the same assemblage point
0: that we've um, had?
1: Does it you know, does it you know, maybe we had lives where it was stationary and now we've advanced and now it now it moves? I mean that's probably something we don't even know.
0: It's it's not because of the nature of the assemblage point, it's more it's more of a uh, an energetic thing. It's not something that is uh, assigned to us, you know, from from our creation, it's it's just something that happens. It's like we all have belly buttons, and and in this life, it's going to be different than it is in the next life. But we we're, we're all still going to have it. So it's it's not the assemblage point is just a point of energy that our that our entire awareness and our energy fields you know circulate around. And learning how to use it is 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 beneficial because it will help you perceive the world and yourself you know a little better.
1: Okay, what I would really like to do in the next um, few shows, I'd like to, uh, any people that are listening, you know, as you go about your day, when you get a moment to relax, you know, somebody's standing in front of the TV, which there's always someone standing in front of the TV, isn't there? Just, you know, let your eyes go. <laughs> and they're just in my house as soon as I sit down and watch it. Someone walks right in front of it. Yeah. Just let your eyes you know, lose focus a little bit and possibly practice without anybody, you know, don't tell anybody I'm going to practice looking at the assemblage point now, you know, just, just do it. You know, and, and I'd like to hear, you know, if you have any, if anybody actually sees it or has any good results, you know, call into the show next week. Message us on our, our Facebook page, Beacon of Light. We, we love messages. We love mail. makes us happy. So send us messages. <laughs> And this next week, we are going to start a three-part series on interdimensional meditation. And basically what that is, is, okay, let's say there's like seven levels of heaven, the other side, whatever you want to call it. We have different dimensions. Let's say grandpa passed away, and he is like in heaven. And all your life, I want to talk to my grandpa. I need guidance from him you can through meditation um, there is a there are CDs called Hemisync there are other different, there are different ways uh, Marcus goes into meditation and can retrieve extremely accurate information with the, with the CDs and uh, the Hemisync music I don't like to use that I just kind of just go I just, you know, you what, know, that's boring, I'm just going to go. And so I'll listen to melodic, pretty sounds, you know, music, piano music, something like that. So anyway, basically, it's going to the source. Instead of walking around in blind faith and asking other people and hoping this and hoping that, let's just go there and let's just talk to them and let's just see what they say. And so that, that's what interdimensional meditation is. Marcus and I have been doing it for a while as research to see, and what we do is we'll go in separately with the same question, we'll come out, and we'll compare answers. And it's been trippy, tell you what. I didn't know that I could do that, but I can. And so what we're going to do this week, I would like you, possibly tonight, because in the next few days we're going to choose two listeners, and we're going to use their questions this week, Marcus and I are going to go into meditation and see if we can do this for other people. So, what I want is to go to the Facebook page, beacon of light, like us, send us a private message. We don't want to have to air it, but what we want is a specific question. And this is, you're going to be part of our research. We're going to go in and do it separately, and we have promised not to share our results until we get back on the air next week. The beginning of the show next week, we will reveal the winners. You will know who you are. And so you call in, and we want to hear your reactions to our results. And so, that's, um, so if you go and leave us a question, you're going to want to listen in. And if you're interested in this assemblage point, you're really going to want to listen in because we're going to cover uh, more of that over the coming weeks. And we would really yeah. like... People to call in and give us their results and see if they've been able to see anything. Go ahead, Marcus.
0: Yeah, and in in next week's show, I'm also going to give you a, uh, a special technique to practice that will teach you how to manipulate your own assemblage point, not to see other assemblage points but to how to start manipulating yours, you know, to break it free from its position, or if you're already psychic, how to increase your psychic abilities through this special technique. It's a meditation technique called not doing, and we don't have time for it tonight, but I will, I will give it to you in the uh, next week's show. And it's something that's been, been kept secret for until, until my uh, teacher, Carlos Castaneda, until he released it to the public. Uh, it's been secret for like 500 years. And um, this is something that I'll, I'll share the principles of how to use it, so you can start developing your own abilities.
1: Okay. And if you have any remaining questions about the Assemblage Point of Awareness, the physical or the um, not the Assemblage Point of Awareness, please go to our Facebook page, Beacon of Light, and like us, and, you know, leave us a comment, leave us a message. and. Marcus and I are always monitoring it, and we will get back to you. That's right. Uh, so be sure to tune in to Beacon of Light for interdimensional meditation, the first and three-part series, and send us your questions so that Marcus and I will have questions. I'm really excited because yep, we haven't too. done this before. And I want to see if our if our results match up. You know, if they don't, you know what? Then who cares? You know, I mean, then we were wrong.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, we have we have to, all of our information like that is filtered through our own personal life experiences, so sometimes we don't get the same thing, and we've noticed that with ourselves, but I'll warn everybody ahead of time, she's much better at it than I am. Oh,
1: come
0: on. But, uh, <laughs> but I, I'm good at details.
1: Yes, he is very good at getting specific information. I'm more of a, you know, touchy-feely kind of, well, it felt like this, you know. <laughs> so anyway... <laughs> We're down to the last seconds of the show. Thank you so much for joining us this week on Beacon of Light, and I can't wait to see your questions. Um, come on back next week, 7 p.m., on the Angel Whisper Psychic Network and join us for interdimensional meditation. Thanks so much, Marcus.
0: Thank you. Good
1: night. You've been listening to Angel Whisper
2: Psychic Network. Please visit our website at www.myphonesite.com forward slash psychic forward slash angelwhisperpsychicnetwork.
0: Be sure to tune in next week when Jennifer and I will be talking about interdimensional meditation. This is Marcus Leder and you have been listening to The Shaman's Brew on the Jackalope Media Network.